This is a CNIB Foundation podcast. You're listening to Blind Wide Open with host Christine Malik. One of my favorite words from social media is procrastitweeting. This is the process of sending out pointless tweets as a way to put off something you don't feel like doing. My favorite time to engage in procrastitweeting is when I'm getting ready to exercise. For all of us, winding up for some strength or cardio work takes effort. Hashtag first world problems. But for those of us who are blind or visually impaired, getting to the gym presents an extra layer of challenges. CNIB's Ashley Nemeth, program lead for community engagement and advocacy, is overseeing a program that's breaking down some of the barriers between clients and fitness. Recently, I had the chance to speak with her about what's happening. How did the fitness program get conceived? Whose idea was it and why? When we originally started uh, running some of our foundation programs, we knew that we wanted to have a sports and recreation component. So a lot of our clients don't participate in organized sports or, you know, fitness activities because they're nervous about, well, how would it work if I go to, went to a gym or I attended a class and they're not sure if they can do it. So we wanted to be able to offer that in kind of a controlled environment with people who, you know, we knew would be able to help them be successful at attempting those things again. Tell me about the fitness program that you're running. So we're running a interval fitness program for our clients. So it's a program where they get to do a different bunch of different exercises to kind of bring their heart rate up and then bring it down. So it involves um, some cardio um, as well as some light um, weights and some body weight exercises as well. So it kind of gives a wide variety of a little bit of everything. Um, and it's great for people that have any sort of fitness level. So whether you're just beginning or you're um, a little more advanced, um, it's a great program. And are you running it or have you got someone, a trainer doing it? I have a trainer from uh, the YMCA here in Regina who um, has run some classes out of the Y and she's agreed to come in and run this program for us. Had she had experience before in dealing with people, working with people with visual impairments? No, she hadn't. She hadn't had any experience, but she had reached out interested in in volunteering with us here at the CNIB. So my uh, colleague, uh, Lisa, our O&M instructor, and myself went to the Y and we did a workshop for a number of their trainers out of the Y around how to make their classes more accessible and, you know, and the things that they could do to help somebody who was blind if they wanted to uh, take part in their class. So she took part in that workshop with us um, and then came in and did a mini session with myself um, to make sure that it was fully accessible as I'm blind as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how we got started. What was in the training workshop? What kinds of things did you talk about with her? Yeah, so we talked about a sighted guide and verbal cueing and how to describe things without using using visual description um, as well as you know help them understand the different 
conditions that people have and the different ways that they see and you know the different ways that you know somebody might not be able to go upside down like they might be able to put their head down um you know depending on the eye condition that they have so we did a lot of um a lot of that and um, like I said sighted guide and we had them do a few of their you know portions of their own class uh, under blindfold so that they kind of got a really good idea of how they would have to adapt their class what uh, what was their experience like in uh, being blindfolded? What did they have to say about that? They all were shocked at how hard some of their classes were and how um, their words, not mine, how horrible they were at describing things. But <laughs> um, I think they did really well for it being the first time for a lot of them interacting with somebody who's blind or partially sighted and, and you know, being in that environment. I think they did really well. Uh, they all seemed to really appreciate the workshop and seem to get a lot out of it. I, I bet that in some ways it made them better instructors overall because even sighted people, all people learn in different ways. And I bet that it, it broadened their their skills as teachers as well. Exactly. I think that it's really helpful for somebody who's blind or partially sighted, but it also, when we learn a different way to communicate with people, it just enhances the way that we communicate with people. So I think that it helped whether they were working with somebody who's blind or partially sighted um, or not, or maybe it was somebody with, you know, a different form of a disability. Um, I think that it definitely is something that they can benefit from in everyday life um, with their classes. How did you reach out to clients to engage them in the process? I had done it a few different ways. I obviously, I sent out an, in, an email with all of the information and, you know, asked if they wanted to uh, participate or they wanted any more information that they could give me a call or send me an email. Um, and then I called a lot of our clients that fell into the age range that we were kind of targeting, um, you know, and explained the program and, you know, what it was going to be like and invited them to come out and try it and um, and do it that way. So, and then we also did some advertising on Facebook um, and Twitter and then I went on the CTV news at noon as well and did a little segment with them around the fitness program as well as another TV station here in Regina. And what age, what is the age range? We targeted um, 18 to like 75. Oh boy and, and so uh, adults. Right and what's the demographic of the people who are coming what's the age range of people who actually turned up? So we have a really wide age range, actually. We have um, from about 22 to, I think our oldest is about 68. Oh, wow. Yeah, that interval is hard. That's great that someone 68 is showing up for that. <laughs> yeah, well, this is, a, this is a modified, so she's definitely, you know, catered it to each individual and their fitness level. Okay. You know, so some of the exercises for some are done in a chair, oh, okay. um, whereas for others, they're not. So she's really able to tailor it to each individual. Is there anyone in the class who has uh, more than one disability? Yes, there is. We have uh, one client who has multiple disabilities. Where do the classes take place? They actually take place right here at CNIB um, in our boardroom. We you know, just kind of take all the tables and chairs out um, and clear the space and, and they're able to do it right here at the CNIB. And what kind of equipment is being used? She's just using um, a couple of yoga mats and, you know, some five pound weights and, and then their body. And I think she, the last class they used a couple of resistance bands, but that's really it. Where so did the weights come equipment. from? Uh, she per she's provided the weights. Okay. Yeah. And so how many people are attending? 
So this time around we have six, um, but in total um, we've had about 40 participants um, in the different classes so far. Wow, that's fantastic. How long is each class? Uh, four to six weeks depending on her availability. And how about um, each session? Each session is a two hour, no, hour and a half session. So oh, wow. uh, the, first, it's, the class itself is an hour, but it gives them some time to set up and, and kind of cool down as well. Okay. And what kind of feedback are you getting from, uh, from the participants? The participants seem to be really enjoying it and they like that they have the option to come, you know, and try it in a controlled environment and somewhere that they're comfortable with people they're comfortable with. Um, so the feedback so far has been really great. Say a bit more about what some of the challenges are that clients face when it comes to staying fit. I think some of the challenges that we've heard from clients is that they're not able to, they don't feel like they're able to do it on their own. Um, so finding, you know, somebody to come for a walk with them or take them to the gym or assist them with a workout, they don't want to be a bother to other people. So they just don't go. Um, or a lot of them feel like they can't do it anymore. You know, they're not sure how they would make it work. Even if it's just, they're not sure if they would be able to understand the exercises or would the instructor just be a very visual instructor and only show physically what the person is supposed to be doing rather than explaining it. Um, and then there's also the added, you know, of, of getting around a gym and a new place and there's a lot going on in a gym and, um, you know, sometimes it can be an overwhelming environment for somebody who's sighted. So um, for somebody who's blind, I think people are just a little bit hesitant um, and anxious when it comes to attending um, facilities like that. So this definitely is somewhere that they can boost their confidence and their self-esteem and get those skills so that if they do want to attend a gym or something, maybe they'll feel a little bit more confident um, to reach out to the gym and, and make that happen. This sounds great. For those of us who aren't so fortunate to have uh, this kind of program, what kind of advice can you give to blind or visually impaired people who are interested in becoming more fit but don't really know where to start? I think the best advice that I have is to reach out to your gym. Um, that you, if you have a gym or if there's a class that you're really interested in taking, reach out to them and see. Um, most places are really accommodating and want you to attend and want you uh, to take part. Even if it's just going in when the class isn't running and meeting with the instructor and explaining your vision and, and what kind of accommodations you would need. And maybe that instructor would give you a private class you know, to get you started, you know, take a couple of private classes, and then you'd be able to work into um, the full group class. There's always ways um, to make it work. So I definitely would recommend reaching out if there's a class that you are really wanting to take or an activity that you're really wanting to do. I would reach out and, you know, people always are usually willing to help and want to accommodate. That's my experience too when say I've traveled or uh, been in strange places and if you just sort of show up, uh, you know, some you may ask and they may say sorry we don't have time but my experience is generally that people are as you say really willing to help and if you sort of know what you need then you ex can explain it to them and even if it's sort of orientation to the change room or to the the machines that you want I, I my experience too is that fitness is one of those things that people love to share and people who are enthusiastic for it they they want you to to be enthusiastic too and they'll do what's what's necessary to help you if if you sort of walk in knowing what you need and how exactly they can help you yeah exactly I think the more confidence that you have and you know I can just 
you know, take that leap and, um, and get out there, I think the better off you are. I think we all kind of have those anxious worries when it comes to something new, but I think, you know, just taking the leap and reaching out, um, you'd be surprised at, you know, the feedback that you'll get. Do you know of any other programs around the country that CNIB is running in the fitness uh, area? Each province with their new foundation program are really trying to get um, sports and recreation programs integrated into those, into their new foundation um, to make those available for people. And outside of CNIB in your area, are there other groups that uh, help blind and visually impaired people get out? Here in Saskatchewan, uh, we have the Saskatchewan Blind Sports Association. Um, and within the, that association, they run different things like bowling and curling and dragon boating. Um, and there was goalball at one time, but right now I don't think there's any goalball. Um, but they run golf. Um, and then we also have an adaptive ski program for um, people who are blind or partially sighted who want to do um, downhill skiing or snowboarding. And there's also a blind um, cross-country skiing group as well. So there's quite a few uh, options for people. So if someone wants to find out what's in their community, the best idea is probably just to Google blind sports or blind fitness. What do you think? Uh, yeah, so they can either Google it or they can also call um, us here at the CNIB in Regina. We um, keep a list of all of the you know other organizations that offer sports and recreation activities um, for people here in Saskatchewan. So they can reach out to CNIB and we can um, direct them to the activity that they're looking for. For more information about CNIB programs and resources, visit www.cnib.ca. You've been listening to Blind Wide Open with host Christine Malik. This was a CNIB Foundation podcast.